Folks, hello and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor at the Tenkar's Tavern Blog. So yes. Now, today, some of you are probably going, what? We're not doing more Arduin? No, no, actually, we're stepping into the first fantasy campaign, Blackmore, pretty much, right? And we're, we're looking at a different Dave's uh, non-D&D writings or writings about D&D that aren't D&D or whatever. But I find it interesting because these are like these what-ifs. Like, what if uh, Dave Arneson had been the driving force behind Dun- Dungeons & Dragons? What if his vision... Yeah, we see some of his vision, but what if his vision had been what, what drove this, right? What if his vision is what the game became as opposed to Gary's vision? And I find things like that very interesting. So, the original Blackmore magic system. Blackmore was Dave's campaign where he play-tested uh, rules that to a large extent, were to become Dungeons and Dragons, but like I said, he was not the only person working on it. So, in Blackmore, magic followed the formula pattern for most magic. That Ozzygod tells me jack shit. Um, the reasoning behind eliminating the number of spells that a magic user could take into the dungeon was simply that many of the ingredients had to be prepared ahead of time and, of course, once used, were then powerless. Material components. And we see that, especially in AD&D. You know, sand for sleep, uh, was it back guano for fireball? Uh, what was it, like, uh, wool and... Was it wool and a glass rod or wool and a metal rod for lightning bolt? Um, special adventurers, especially adventurers, could then be organized by the parties to gain to gain some special ingredients that could only be found in some dangerous place. We talked about that in my campaigns. What usually came down to is <sighs> material components generally got hand waved in AD and D. Progression reflected the increasing ability of the magic user to mix spells of greater and greater complexity. Study and practice were the most important factors involved. Okay. A magic user did not progress unless he used spells. Either in the dungeon or in practice, there was no difference. Sessions. This is kind of how, uh, I guess in RuneQuest, later uh, basic fantasy RPG, your chance of of an ability increasing was by using it, right? You want to get better at swinging your sword? You swung your sword and you had a chance of increasing that ability. So this is reflected in some of what Dave is talking about. Since there was always the chance of failure in spells, unless they were practiced, and the only spell failure we really have in uh, AD&D in particular would be these reading from scrolls. And materials for some spells were limited, determined by a die roll. The magic user did not just go around practicing all the time. All right, so you couldn't just practice because 
There was a cost involved in just practicing. The magic user could practice low-level spells all the time, cheaply and safely, but his constitution determined how often he could practice without rest. Now I think we're beginning to get into the the what you now the DCC RPG spell burn effect, right? You're going to do spell burn because you have chance, you know, spells all the chance of failure, and the spell success is variable. And you can spell burn to get a better success. It kind of seems like what Dave was talking about. Thus, the adventurers might want a magic user to come with them only to find him lying exhausted. So to progress to a new level, one first learned the spells and then got to use that spell. So there was no automatic progression. Rather, it was a slow step-by-step, spell-by-spell progression. There's an issue with that. In my view, uh, I'm not, I don't consider myself a game designer, but if your fighters or warriors or your men-at-arms or your fighting men progress based upon experience points, but your magic users progress based upon spell use, your progression is not going to be stacking up properly, right? And where do clerics fall into this? It's interesting, and at the same time, these three short paragraphs tell me jack shit about the original Blackmore magic system. I don't see it in operation. I don't see how it works. I don't see how levels work. Again, the first fantasy campaign is interesting to read, but unlike Arduin, which gives you these hard tables and charts to go by. Uh, Dave Arneson seems to be a bit more, dare I say, disorganized. Uh, more hand-wavy. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just making an observation that that is what I'm seeing when I am reading through it. And yes, I'm kind of going back and forth between uh, first fantasy campaign and Arduin. I don't want people to go, oh my god, 10 cars fucking uh, not stopping by Arduin. I want to take a, I want to take an Arduin book and, 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 and not the initial digestized book, but I want to take the hardcover trilogy and bash it upside his head. It knocks him. It sends to Eric. I understand that. But finding these bits of gaming history and finding how they have influenced modern game theory or modern game writing, uh, I think is not just valid, but I think it's something that we should be looking at. Uh, I think it's, and I, I am not a historian, okay? I am not a John Peterson. I, I make no allusions to that. Uh, yes, I have a history degree, but uh, I, I was I was never a researcher. And going back to the G, G plus days, I had an argument about somebody preferring to me as a research assistant or some such nonsense. <sighs> I digress. In any case, folks, um, again, I find this interesting, and I would, I actually wonder, has anybody written a system based upon his three paragraphs of, yeah, maybe I kind of wrote it like this, maybe we did this, but not giving any details. Did anybody try to flush this out and integrate that into uh, a D&D &D or an OSR game? 
I find it very interesting. Again, it's dealing with a bunch of what ifs. This isn't the game that we were finally presented with. So, you know, so be it. All right, folks. On that note, uh, we are still in the midst of the world of COVID. I am not telling you what to do. I am just saying, use your common sense. Be safe. Be well. God bless. Roll those dice. Roll them well. And I will be back again tomorrow with uh, another, I don't know, episode. Uh, Tanker goes down another fucking rabbit hole. Uh, whatever you want to call it. We'll see. Maybe, maybe there'll be uh, news in the industry. The industry's been relatively quiet. But if you don't know the history of the gaming industry, you're bound to repeat some of its sins. Or inadvertently steal some of its ideas. Go figure. Um, all right. Folks, I will see you tomorrow. Oh, and if you don't like watching on YouTube, you can watch on uh, Spotify. Spotify now has these up as videos. But if you just want to listen to the cast, it's up on Anchor and on most good podcast uh, servers. And I'm trying to get up at least five episodes a day most days. May take a break over part of this week as I go to the Poconos. I might not have the time to upload all that. Maybe just one a day or whatever as they get produced. But hey, one can only do what one can do. All right, folks. On that note, I wish you adieu.